Welcome to the Statesman Journal's Explore Oregon podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Ness, and in each episode, producer David Davis and I highlight Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places. This podcast is brought to you by the American Forest Resource Council, supporting responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest. Learn more at amforest.org. We're also supported by Visit Tillamook Coast, a land of ocean and forest just an hour from the Willamette Valley with a new recreation map you'll hear about later in the show. Finally, the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department reminds Oregonians to enjoy the outdoors this summer, seek uncrowded areas, know their limits, and don't just be careful, be insanely careful with campfires or any flames. That's good advice, especially for this summer, and it's worth noting that a majority of Oregon campsites have already banned campfires. Okay, in this podcast, we're going to talk about camping and hiking on the quiet side of Mount Hood before going chairlift hiking in the wildflower meadows of Oregon's tallest mountain. But first, here's some guitar music to get us rolling. All right, David. Well, today we've got a little shorter, but still a very fun episode that looks at a new way to go hiking on Mount Hood, and that is by taking a chairlift partway up the mountain at Mount Hood Meadows. So the largest ski area on Mount Hood recently completed 8.5 miles of new trail at the resort, and they've really started promoting it as a hiking destination in the summer where you can connect to a whole bunch of great trails there. And the bonus, again, especially if you've got kids, is that you can get a little help up the mountain by taking a summer chairlift ride, which is pretty fun in itself and was definitely a thrill for my four and six-year-olds. Yeah, ski areas are increasingly looking for new ways to do recreation in the summer. Mount Bachelor is focused on chairlift mountain biking. Mount Hood Ski Bowl has an adventure park. Timberline has their summer skiing program. So it shouldn't come as a surprise that Meadows has decided that its niche is hiking. And not only around the resort, but as kind of a base camp that you can connect a whole bunch of famous trails on the east side of Hood. So we're going to get to that in an interview later with Dave Tragathon, who's with the resort itself. Yeah, before we do the interview, uh, I just wanted to touch on what's become my favorite way to experience Mount Hood because, look, it's a little tricky. Uh, Portland has a ton of people, a ton of media, so it's not like I've avoided Mount Hood by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's a super cool place, but I have focused on places that are a little bit less known just because of that crowd factor. But when I do get out to Mount Hood, there are some really fun areas to camp and hike where you can get, you know, if not quite solitude, a little bit of a more mellow experience than you might associate with like government camp and Mirror Lake. All right. Well, what area are you talking about? When you aim to travel to Mount Hood, what's the area you're focusing on? So the area that I like is just south of Hood River, uh, right there in the Hood River Valley. I wouldn't say, again, it's like a hidden gem, but by all accounts, that Highway 35 area between Hood Rivers and Meadows is a decent bit quieter than the western side of Mount Hood that's, you know, obviously closer to Portland. So where are you hiking and camping out there? Well, my two favorite campgrounds and the Places that kind of caught my eye the first time I was looking in that area were the Robin Hood-themed Sherwood and Nottingham campgrounds, uh, two pretty fun spots right along the east fork of the Hood River. So Sherwood is the one that I've typically stayed at. Uh, I think Nottingham is a little bit more about trailers. 
But the nice thing is you'll often find open campsites here, which is no small thing in the Mount Hood area. It's easiest midweek, and you can get those sites by reservation or first come, first serve, which is kind of cool because you can get some of those sites right along the river. Uh, they're pretty, pretty nice campsites. It is right along a highway, but, you know, between the sound of the river rushing by, the big trees, it's a pretty nice spot. And, you know, the upside is you can just get a spot without this crazy effort. So this is a pretty good location too, right? Once you're there, there's a bunch of good options nearby. Yeah, the first big upside is that it's literally a few hundred feet from the trailhead of Tamawanis Falls, one of the most popular hikes in the area and idyllic summertime hikes. You know, while we're calling this the quiet side of Hood, I don't know if that applies to this particular hike, which is four miles into one of the most beautiful and powerful waterfalls in Oregon. Parking lots usually do fill up there. But that's the nice thing about camping right there is that you can get up, get to the trail without, you know, worrying about finding a parking spot or parking way down. You know, you're just you're right there. And so you can go early in the morning, wait until later at night. The waterfall is fantastic for kids or adults. It's kind of right in that sweet spot where it's not super easy, not super hard. And the hike itself is great. I mean, you're going through old growth forest, um, these really nice spots along Cold Spring Creek, you know, where there's just mossy and cool and just, you know, it feels about 20 degrees cooler, like even on those 90 degree days. Um, And then you've got the waterfall where you get there and even in the middle of summer, it's very powerful. The mist is just throwing, you know, coolness at you, which again is no small thing this summer. And it's just, it's has everything you want in an awesome summer hike. So any other trails you want to mention before we start talking about chairlift hiking? Yeah, let me give you one more. Um, And of course, this is, this is one that always makes me smile. And that is Dog River Trail. And as anyone that listened to our podcast about Hood River knows, uh, this is one of my favorite pieces of Oregon history. So that is Hood River used to be known as Dog River because, wait for it, pioneers apparently used to be pretty hungry by the time they reached what is now this hip town of kiteboarders and whitewater kayakers. And when you're hungry, even Fido is on the menu. So it got this inauspicious name that way. Problem is, Dog River, kind of a grim name. And so by 1852, the citizenry swapped it out for Hood River, which has a nicer ring to it. But the relic of that infamous name lives on in a little tributary that today is actually a great hike. So the Dog River Trail begins right off Highway 35, just south of Hood River. I actually love it for reasons beyond the history, too. Um, I should note it's a, a popular mountain bike trail, but definitely worth hiking. And here's why. So... The hike starts out in really interesting forest where you'll see something that you don't often see, and that is giant old-growth Douglas fir and giant old-growth ponderosa pine standing right next to each other. Now, this is because Hood River kind of straddles the wet and dry side of the Cascades, but to have the classic tree of the wet west side, you know, the stately Douglas fir, and then the tree known for the dry side, the ponderosa, Right there, it's just kind of fun. Then obviously, uh, a little farther up the trail, you come to Dog River itself, Um, maybe after about two miles or so. It's a fun little creek, nice little place to stop and have a little break. Then you climb uphill to just a knockout view of Mount Hood. So all totaled to that viewpoint, it's five to six miles, a little more than a thousand feet of climb. But again, between the history, you know, the cool trees and the views, it's definitely worth hiking. So that's a nice little tease to what you'll find in the Hood River Valley. Make sure to check out our previous episode on the area at statesmanjournal.com explore. We managed to cover bike trips, hiking, whitewater rafting, and more. So the campground, waterfall, and Dog River, there's obviously a lot more to do here, 
But how long is it from Sherwood Campground to Mounted Meadows? Not very far, just 15 minutes. So again, that's why I like this location so much. It's a short walk to Tamawana's Trailhead, maybe 10 minutes to Dog River Trailhead, and then just 15 minutes to Meadows. So there's just a lot of great hiking and camping concentrated in this one place. All right, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. When we get back, we'll hear all about chairlift hiking at Mount Hood Meadows. I'm Andy Geisler. I'm a forester at the American Forest Resource Council, and we're proud to sponsor the Explore Oregon podcast. Like you, I love the outdoors. On many days, the forest is my office. I work on the ground with public lands agencies on good forest management projects. Forest management helps achieve important conservation goals while providing sustainable timber. Science-based forestry helps improve wildlife habitat, outdoor recreation, clean air and water. And it's essential to providing renewable, climate-friendly wood products. Learn more about us at amforest.org. All right. Well, to talk about chairlift hiking on the east side of Mount Hood, we're joined today by Dave Tragathon, Vice President of Communications at Mount Hood Meadows. Dave, thanks for being here. Zach, thank you for uh, having me. And especially thank you for coming up and and, uh, tasting Mount Hood Meadows during the summertime, bringing your family up and having some fun hiking around up on the mountain. Yeah, it was it was different to be up there in the summer. It was definitely different. So All right, this summer, you guys are really leaning into this idea of turning your slopes into a summer hiking destination. So to start, tell us what visitors can expect this summer. If they visit Meadows for chairlift hiking, what kind of trails, what kind of experience can they expect? Kind of paint a picture for us a little bit. Sure. Uh, Maybe before we talk about what we have now, we can talk about what we had before and why it's such a dramatic improvement what we've done for this season and moving forward. Uh, We've always had some great places to hike to in our permit area. Uh, And that includes things like Sahali Falls and Umbrella Falls. And the Timberline Trail actually cuts right across our permit area. We're a good part of the Timberline Trail. But we had forest service roads that connected our base area to these places. And hiking along a dirt road just doesn't have the same feel. And it didn't make those places as connected or convenient to the base area as what it is now. Because this last, um, over the last two years, we've actually built eight and a half miles of um, interior trails, hiking trails that connect our base area to other parts of our permit area, as well as the Sahali Falls Trail and the Umbrella Falls Trail and the Elk Meadows Trail. And now the Timberline Trail so that you can conveniently access and get into Heather Canyon and just see some tremendous terrain, uh, waterfalls, wildflowers, and it's a very intimate hiking experience. And we've designed this to have uh, a diversity of, of, um, of difficulty as far as the trails go. Um, some are more difficult than others. All have been hand carved, basically, uh, and uh, with, I should say with love, with the great tread on it. They're new trails, so they're not as dusted up as, say, the Timberline Trail is, because we still have a, a good tread on top of it, uh, mulch that we basically put down. Uh, and it's just uh, an incomparable experience. 
because of all the beauty that you're connected to and intimately walking along uh, a hike with nature. So we're, we're pretty proud of what we've been able to put together this year. Gotcha. So you've got that that trail system in there. What does the the chairlift aspect add to it? Because, you know, as a as a dad with two young kids, that was that was a big draw being able to, you know, get them get them higher up there. There is the experience of just being on the chairlift, which is fun and novel. And then there's the experience of, you know, starting up high and being able to to go down. So so where did that come from? Well, you know, we could take um, a trail that you initiate out of the base area, which is about the 5,400, 5,500 foot level. And if you hike it up to the top of stadium, it's a 600 foot vertical climb, uh, that could become a, a difficult trail. I mean, the, the, uh, the rating of the trail may be difficult at that point. But if you take the scenic chairlift ride up to the top of stadium and hike it down, it becomes a less difficult intermediate or kind of a beginner level trail. So uh, the, but the, the, the chairlift really, really allows more accessibility from a strategic point on our mountain where our trails converge and makes it easy to get over to the Timberline Trail, hike out towards Jack's Woods into the Heather Canyon area, or wind back down several different directions back to the base area. And you could even begin your, your route on our most advanced trail, and that's Wizard's Way, where you could climb up to all the way up to the top of Cascade to the 7,300 foot level. You know, it's, it's, it's a climb, it's a march, it's, you're rewarded with a tremendous view from the top of Cascade as people who uh, ski with us and or, or ride with us in the winter know. It's just spectacular there. So just think of the chairlift from a hiking standpoint as, you know, giving a head start, a 600 vertical foot head start. But the ride itself is pretty amazing. And especially for people who have ridden chairlifts in the winter, but have never ridden a chairlift from the top down, uh, even stadium, it, it's 600 vertical feet. It's not our biggest or longest chairlift, but that sense of being suspended coming down and getting the full panoramic view that, that you see is, is, is un it, it's different. It's different than just riding the chairlift up. You know, it's, it's literally breathtaking. And of course you have Mount Hood off to the side that you can view and, and, um, and, and then uh, the bear grass. Uh, I think you saw that when you were up. It, it's just all over the place underneath the stadium. And we even see wildlife like marmot and, and other critters. So, you know, it's, it's a very fulfilling experience. Yeah. You know, it actually reminded me and this is a weird comparison, but it reminded me a little bit of skiing in it, just in the summer because you'd ride up to the top and then having the whole trail weave through these bare grass meadows, but all downhill, you know, it, we were going at a pretty good clip. And so it almost felt like a little bit of a, a summer like boot ski uh, down the mountain. You know, that, um, one of the one of the interesting things and our pass holders tell us this when you ski or snowboard. It is so quick and easy to navigate around the mountain to get from here to there. Just, you know, it's so quick because you're just you're gliding around or, or and it, you're not taking very much time to really notice the nature around you. Uh, first, it's it's really covered because at Meadows, you know, we'll have a 10, 12, maybe 15 foot snowpack. So most of the nature that you see in the summer, you never see in the winter. And then the second aspect is you're 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 gliding so fast when you're skiing and snowboarding you don't really have the chance to soak it in or appreciate the magnitude, you know, the, the beauty of, of, of the terrain, of, of the wildflowers, of, of the, the ecosystem and how things really fit together. 
you know, one of my most rewarding experiences is being up in Mount Hood. Our, our city chairlift ride starts at 10 o'clock, but I was up there um, the other day as the sun was coming up and to hear the mountain waking up with all the different wildlife that maybe you can't see, but you can hear. I mean, it is literally a whole new world out there uh, that you just don't notice when you're when you're skiing and snowboarding on, on a deep snowpack. Well, I want to zoom out just a little bit here now. Trend-wise in outdoor recreation, a lot of ski areas are going this route of becoming a summer recreation destination, you know, along with being, you know, a ski area in the winter. Mount Bachelor has focused on mountain biking. You know, Timberline's got summer skiing and some other things. What made you decide that hiking was the route for Meadows to go? It is the most natural attraction uh, that we have, and we're blessed to have it in our permit area. And, you know, well... Uh, I'll throw it out there. We're calling this the premier lift serve hiking experience on Mount Hood. You know, Mount Hood Meadows, uh, it was named Meadows because of the beauty of, of the area that our, our permit is located in, the wetlands, the wildflowers, the meadows, and also we're, we're not above Timberline for most of our hiking. Uh, most of our hiking trails go up to Timberline, uh, and that's the area where the trees stop growing. And then we have a couple of trails that extend above it. So most of the hiking is weaving back and forth in and under and around and through the forest canopy. Um, you know, we, we are uh, skirting the wetlands and actually uh, interpreting the importance of wetlands, you know, to our ecosystem and uh, what we've done at Mount Hood Meadows to restore wetlands and how we're going about protecting them and being able to offer experiences like this next to places that uh, we're also uh, protecting, such as wetlands. But we also talk about forest ecosystem, and you get a chance to actually walk into Jack's Woods and see where you know a fire started uh, last Labor Day that had the potential for you know burning through the entire permit area if it hadn't been responded to immediately. So you you get a much greater sense and appreciation of the the science and the nature of the area we're helping to interpret that and you get to see it really really close up so um you know we 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 don't feel like we need to have other types of man-made attractions uh in order to really present this great experience all right our newest sponsor is visit tillamook coast a land of ocean beach ancient forest and a shocking number of beautiful places you might never heard of all centered around towns like Manzanita, Pacific City, and Tillamook. This is a beautiful area to visit, and the best way to plan a trip here is by looking at their newly created Trails and Recreation map. The map features 800 different sites from campgrounds to beaches to hiking trails. My favorite thing about the map is that it breaks down activities into 13 categories. So say you're looking for a campsite. Just click on the drop-down menu and 22 different campsites appear, and you can get information on each one. If you're looking for a hike or a way to get on the water, the map has 40 different trails and 48 boat ramps all laid out on an easy-to-navigate digital map. To find the map and get started, visit TillamookCoast.com slash recreation hyphen map. Well, one thing that, that stuck out to me as I've been reporting a lot about overuse in various parts of Oregon where we're seeing, uh, you know, trailheads just getting slammed and some illegal parking and stuff is that 
you know, when you come to Meadows, you can pay for the chairlift ride and and do that option. And, and that's and that's great. But you can also you mentioned use that gigantic parking lot and access quite a few trails. So if you just go up there and you, and you park in your parking lot, what popular spots can you reach from Meadows if you're just, you know, going up there for a day hike or, or longer? Sure. The, now, the days that we are operational, that's Thursdays through Mondays. Uh, there is no charge to park in our parking lot. Uh, in the winter time, we charge or have to collect uh, snow park permit fees, but it's the summer, so they're not removing snow from the snow parks. So it's free parking. I, I think there's also a greater sense of security in our parking lot where there are other cars, other vehicles, there's more traffic, and we have uh, uh, DPS uh, public safety uh, out and about versus a remote trailhead, because I know there's been some issues along those lines. But from our permit area, you could then access the Umbrella Falls Trail or the Sahali Falls Trail. Uh, you don't have to take the chairlift right up. I mean, we have our, our trailhead basically at the bottom of the blue lift, our original lift at Mount Hood Meadows. And from there and other access points, you can access the entire network of trail systems. If you come up on, say, Tuesdays and Wednesdays when our lifts aren't operating, you can park on our access road right outside of our gate of the parking lot or park right next to the Umbrella Falls trailhead and then access the entire trail system from there. So you know, accessibility with the eight and a half miles of interconnected trails that we've constructed uh, you know, makes it a lot easier to get to some of the most beautiful places on the mountain. Yeah, and that seems important given, you know, some of the issues. Do you think people are aware of this, um, of, of this being a, a hiking destination, both for the chairlift and, you know, being on the ground? Like, is there a general sense that people know about this and they're coming or is this still a little under the radar? Yeah, I think it's very much under the radar. Um, I think we're working to get it um, out there more. We have something to actually you know, crow about or as they crow, because we have a lot of ravens up at Mount Hood Meadows and that's part of our wildlife story. But but also um, uh, prior to having the interconnected trail system, um, we didn't have a lot to talk about as far as, as our hiking experience, because so much of it was on summer roads. So uh, we are getting the word out, but you know, right now, uh, the majority of people who come to Mount Hood Meadows come here because or stop in because they see the sign on the highway. They weren't planning on it. Didn't, they were out for a drive. They're probably vacationing. And they saw the sign and said, well, let's try that. And then I think they're delighted by what they found when they've come in. And even some pass holders. I mean, we just got a, a note from a pass holder, been a seasoned pass holder for many years, had come up last weekend did the, the, the scenic ride, because that's included. If you have a season pass for next season, you can ride our scenic chair ride all summer long and had a tremendous time. They took the time to actually tell us how great it was and how friendly we were and what a great experience was. And they're already planning their next trip. And oh, by the way, have you been doing this in the past? So yeah, we it, it is a little bit um, uh, hidden and we do need to get the word out because it's a great experience. Yeah, well, you mentioned that this isn't the last stop for you in a, in a previous conversation that, you know, chairlift hiking at Meadows and, and hiking could be expanding. So what are you considering for upcoming years? You know, how could you turn this into even more of, of a hiking destination in the future? Yes, what we'd like to do is to have uh, additional chairlift or chairlifts operating for our summer hiking experience so we can create uh, more of a high elevation point to point 
uh, hiking. So, you know, we get up to the 6,000 foot level of that bench at the top of stadium. It's 6,600 feet at the top of Mount Hood Express. And so if we were to interconnect to the top of Mount Hood Express, you could ride that lift up and then hike down to stadium and then ride down. Or if you wanted to take it in the reverse direction, uh, you know, one thing that we're finding this year, more so than any other year, uh, when someone buys a chairlift ride ticket for the day, it's good all day, multiple rides going up, back down. And we're seeing people actually taking the time to hike the different loops that we have created now from the top of stadium, wind back down to the, to the base area, have a nice lunch on the deck. Uh, we have our Paradise Grill. We can sit outside on the deck right underneath Mount Hood, bask in the, the glory of the mountain, and then head up for another hike. Uh, because there's there's um, probably a good uh, two, three days of hiking now from the top of stadium for people to enjoy, you know, to fully take in the mountain. So uh, we want to expand that. We want to be able to create some more vantage points and, and places for people to get to that they otherwise wouldn't be able to. So I got kind of a, a, a curveball here for you that I was mm -hmm. thinking about as you were talking about. It. In a previous conversation, you you mentioned that, you know, there's overall in sheer numbers, there's a lot more hikers out there than probably skiers and snowboarders. I mean, could hiking become a more popular thing than skiing in the future at Mount Hood Meadows? Are, are you prepared for that or is that kind of a, a pipe dream? Yeah, I, you know, uh, right now um, we are people at one time that we have at Mount Hood Meadows during the summer is 500. So, um, you know, we, and that would be a lot of people at one time. Uh, we've, maybe touched that or exceeded that in a couple of events that we had a couple of years ago. And during the winter time, we're up over 10,000. So, you know, we, 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 we certainly have road room to grow, but we don't want to overwhelm the experience. I think part of the hiking is to go someplace and enjoy the nature on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And we don't want a crowded trail or, you know, you know, just, just you know, make it look like a parking lot or, or anything like that. But what we would like to be able to do in the future, too, is to find some real um, intimate meetings places or socializing places. And may, maybe they could be used for weddings, for ceremonies, or um, they could use it for um, team building sessions. And part of the experience is hiking to or riding a chairlift to that special spot. Uh, for whatever activities that that is that you that you want to do, so we see the opportunity to grow our, our summer business not just with individuals coming up and hiking, but you know corporations or businesses or family um, reunions or other social gatherings taking the time to come up and and uh, enjoy nature together too. So I, there there's definitely room for growth, and then you know we we have the events at Meadows too. Every weekend, basically, we have either live music presentations or different events. And that's done in the base area on the deck and um, so that you can have that type of experience, but then shed it when you head up the mountain and, you know, start hiking alone on a trail. So it's it's a great balance. Yeah. Well, one of the things that jumped out to me when, when I was up there with the kids is, you know, we went up and did the chairlifts. We did the the hike back down and then you get down and you can kind of hang out and decompress on the deck. And there's actually a little place for the kids to play. Mm -hmm. We got them some ice cream. And so you kind of had that reward for finishing up the hike. And it was it was it was a nice family experience. 
We're excited, too, that beginning in August on Friday evenings at dusk, uh, which is probably going to start around 8.30 uh, at the beginning of the month and then maybe by, back to about 8 o'clock by the end of the month, we're showing uh, movies on the deck. So popular movies uh, like uh, Harry and the Hendersons and uh, the Goonies uh, that the families are going to enjoy coming up. We did it last year with The Princess Bride. We had close to 200 people on the deck watching a movie under the stars in the kind of shadow there of Mount Hood. Uh, and it was just a tremendous experience. We also have RV parking in our lot associated with our events. So you could bring the family up, see the movie overnight in your RV, and then Saturday go up, take some hikes. You know, and it's, it, it's a, a lot of fun and, and, and a great experience, uh, you know, all the way around. Uh, and then we also have mushroom hunting going on in August, on Sundays in August, which we did that a couple of days two years ago. And the response was so uh, phenomenal that we knew that we had to offer it more than just one time. Uh, and the way that the mushrooms grow up on the mountain at the different elevations, we know there's always different mushrooms available. So we're doing it every Sunday in August uh, and that's one more reason to get up and get out into nature and, and explore. Uh, and, you know, our hiking trails have all kinds of discoveries like this at Meadows. All right, cool. I think that that sums it up. I think you're onto something here. And I, you know, as our reporting has illustrated, Oregon needs more places for outdoor recreation. Like, you know, we need more capacity, if, <laughs> if especially heading into the future. So, you know, seeing this initiative and, and seeing you guys kind of expand your model is it's fun and exciting. And I think ultimately a good thing for the Mount Hood area. So, Dave, I appreciate you uh, taking some time today. Zach, thanks. And uh, hope that you can come back up with your family again. Well, that's about all the time we have left in today's show. If you like what you heard, check out our back catalog of what is now over 40 episodes featuring Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places at statesomejournal.com explore. You can also follow along by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and even Amazon Music. We'd once again like to thank our sponsors, beginning with the American Forest Resource Council. AFRC supports responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest for our environment, for our economy, and for our future. Learn more at amforest.org. We'd also like to thank Visit Tillamook Coast, a great place to plan your outdoor adventure with the help of their new recreation map. And thanks to the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department, which stresses the importance of recreating responsibly and leaving no trace in Oregon's outdoors. Thanks for listening and hope you'll join us for our next edition on the Explore Oregon podcast.